Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I was his warrior. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere. And today is his birthday. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Camp Blood Radio, a.k.a. Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is the drunk uncle, Kenton Mullins. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, so before we get started with tonight's episode, let's talk a little bit about last week's episode, the most interesting Jason in the world. Now, it's had some good exposure, had some good comments, but I got to say, I'm shocked that, as you call him, Kenton, Kane's dick riders didn't come out gunning. I am absolutely shocked because the post has been seen just the post off the the Facebook page, I think had like 12,000 views or whatever. I don't know how many listens the episode has had. I didn't, I didn't bother to look at that yet, but I'm sure it's probably in the thousands, but uh, trust me, Kent and I, we've been watching and waiting for comments and not really much of anything Outside of a couple ignorant ones that you can tell people didn't even listen to the episode, they were just being basic dick riders. Not really any hate yet, anyway. But uh, thoughts on the response so far, Kenton? Uh, yeah, I was expecting people to be angry because they're usually so vocal about uh, everything else since uh, Kane Hunter was in four of the films. Um, but yeah, it was nothing. And uh, I was expecting to argue, but that never happened, which is fortunate. Uh, I'm going to take that as a lot of people agreed. So I, I do. And Jason Parker from Friday the 13th franchise even made a post to his group saying that it was kind of refreshing to hear the new take on some of the Jason actors. And he thought the episode was funny. So that tells me right there that people find it found what we were saying amusing. Because like I said, it really wasn't a, any any daggers to Kane. It's just the situation. Yeah, I just the the main feedback I got was that people enjoyed it. They thought it was funny, and that's always good. Uh, it's better to put a smile on a face than uh, just fucking piss a bunch of people off, even if they are decorators. Exactly, and I mean, not saying that we don't want to piss some people off every now and again, because sometimes it's just funny to 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 be that way, just for whatever reason. But for the most part, I mean, for the majority of of the the banter, if you will. It's all just in fun and games. Like I said, I like Kane. I see him regularly, and Kent does too. We all like Kane, but it's just, uh, like we said, it's kind of like the hardcore Michael Myers people. There's just no reasoning with them. But I, I'll just have to say again, I'm, ab- I'm absolutely shocked that at this point there hasn't been even the slightest bit of uh, argue- arguing from anyone, no jabs. I haven't received any hate mail. No one's, um, no one's thrown any shots at all. No uh, comments on the website, no negative reviews on any of the podcast um, locations like on iTunes or wherever the hell you listen to the show at. So not to say that one will happen down the road, but I mean, the episode's only been up, hasn't even been up for a week, but it's gotten pretty good, pretty good comments as far as I'm concerned. So I was just curious as to what you thought about it, too. Yeah, they're uh, it's there. They're forming. They're they're getting strong. They're they're uh, they're all getting together. They're banding together. It's It's going to come in one heavy wave like spartans that's that's what it is they're they're not sending out individuals it's going to be like hurricane katrina they're just going to fucking wipe out they're going to come and fucking wipe out crystal lake 
plain and simple. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 not going to come in sputters. They're they're formulating a plan. So yeah. But yeah, so moving on from that, uh, also I wanted to take a minute and give the listeners a bit of information about the show. Now, the network that this show is on is Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com, if you want to check out any of the other shows that are uh, on the network. But uh, the network, I have an account with the network, and it keeps track of various stats, and you can do advertising with various places et cetera, et cetera. You can check listens and downloads and all that good shit as far as the behind the scenes stuff. And they have an audience geography map that you can scroll down and look at and actually see what countries listens have came from, whether it's, you know, it doesn't really give you specific numbers, but uh, it gives you like percentages. And it's, I hadn't looked at it in a while and I thought, what the hell, I'll, I'll check it out. So I scroll down and I'm like, holy shit, like this is we, we have listeners literally in the majority of the world. I was I was legit shocked when I seen it because obviously a lot of the countries, people don't speak English. So I'm, your first thought is, why the hell are people in such and such country even listening to us? It just makes you it just kind of gets the wheels turning, kind of gets you thinking, you know, why the hell are these people listening to the show? Now, Kenton, you are an Iraq combat war veteran, correct? Uh, Afghanistan, but oh, oh, my tomato, bad, my bad. tomato, you know. Yeah, okay, Afghanistan, Iraq, I mean, yeah. So, and what time period were you, were you there from, from when to when? Uh, my first deployment to Afghanistan was in uh, January of 2010. Um, we were there for seven months, and then my second one was two years later. So, or no, I'm sorry, January 2011, and then two years later in uh, 2013. So, I was there a total of a little over a year. Okay, both Afghanistan then, no Iraq time. No, both Afghanistan, never even saw Iraq. Okay, but like you said, tomato, tomato, yeah, pretty much kind of same, the same. Same yeah. feel. It's the same, you know, beautiful land. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, the wonderful <laughs> desert countryside has the Grand Canyon feel, I'm sure. Not very good beaches. Uh, I have to say I wasn't impressed with the beaches, but uh, everything else was A+. plus. I mean, you you have to go over to like Egypt if you want to play golf and go to the beach and all that fun shit. You gotta you gotta take a tour over there. Yeah, and we just you know we never got around to it. We we had things to do. Right, exactly. So while you were over there sweating your fucking sack off, trying to find Bin Laden and having suicide bombers run at you, did you ben ever Laden think actually Bin Laden was killed while I was in Afghanistan? Um, no on shit. My first deployment. Yeah, he he was killed on the on the uh, on the border of Pakistan and Afghanistan. And uh, yeah, we were over there. And then, you know, you have 400 messages of people asking if, uh, if, you know, your people did it because the, it seems like the majority of people back here think that there's like four people in Afghanistan at a given time. So if somebody killed bin Laden, it had to be somebody, you know, that you were with, uh, no, that I was in the Marines. The, that was a bunch of badass, hard charging, long dick Navy seals that, that got bin Laden. So well, did you ever think that, gee, I wonder if I don't step on a landmine and die and I actually get to go back home, I wonder if I'll ever be on a radio show where Iraqis will be listening to me? Um, I did not, no. And uh, it's it's good to, good to find out that we've actually got a little common ground here and uh, it, we're not, you know. <laughs> and that we do because we have listeners uh, – I mean, I'll just spout off some of them because um, 
a lot of the UK, uh, you know, over in that over in that way. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rattle off every single place, but obviously we have Canadian listeners, Mexico, um, Russia. Um, we have a percentage in Australia, surprising, Brazil, Argentina, uh, even even in Africa, Libya, um, South Africa, and of course the Ukraine, Slovakia, Turkey. Um, Finland, Sweden, Norway, uh, shit, where else? China, um, Vietnam, Japan, the Philippines. All um, races, all ethnicities, all cultures, all religions. That's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, New Zealand. And then, of course, we have fucking Iraq and Saudi Arabia. I about fell off my fucking chair. I'm like, oh, great. We're going to have. Saudi Arabia doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of money there. There's a lot of ipod money in saudi arabia so well that's true but then in my mind i'm thinking okay well one of the iraqi dick riders is going to come blow us up yeah (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) think about that think about that let that sink in for just a second that's why i keep my true location uh, a secret uh (laughs) i'm telling you i mean some people are pretty passionate i think that but uh I think that if it was going to happen, it would it would more than likely be uh, some guy named Randy uh, that works at Burger King and his whole life revolves around Friday the 13th or, or Jason goes to hell. Like uh, it's probably oh, going to be course. some white dude named Randy or, or Ted. I think we went over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had Ted done pissed him off. But yeah, Hungary, Italy, um, France, Spain, Germany. And it just it just goes on from there, uh, Iceland. But yeah, so I think our goal is to conquer South America and get the rest of the the few countries in there that we don't have any listens from. And then I think once we conquer all of Africa, we just have a little bit. Uh, we just have a little bit left, or you know, in the in the Middle East, we got to get that little bit left in the Middle East, and then we're going to be literally worldwide. So I'm going to be checking. Probably this- not going to happen because there's no power there. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, what will end up happening is we'll get like the majority and then we'll know where they have no power because there will be like two countries. And then we'll have a map that will actually be useful to like the United Nations, like like the defense. But (laughs) this is where they don't have power. Uh, This is where they do. And I will I will email this to, to our president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. I will email this map to him. Absolutely. Oh, whoever the hell else you thought mentioning Kane Hodder was going to piss people off. Oh man. We're fucking T man. Exactly. We're, we're just going to piss everyone off. (laughs) But like if anybody watched the Facebook live video with me and comedian Brent Terhune announcing that he's going to be on an episode. And we did mention that we might talk about our president and our vice president. So there might be a little bit of shit talking. So, Hey, if, if we press some buttons, you know, so be it. It's all in good fun. Right. That's fine, man. I think uh, I know this isn't a political podcast, but uh, I think that if you're not supporting the the president, no matter what party he's in, um, you're probably a an unpatriotic piece of shit. Um, I, I I supported Barack Obama. Uh, I supported I support Donald. I support whoever the tr- the president is, uh, whether I like him or not. I'm going to support him and hope he does well for the country. So, uh, I mean, if you don't look at it that way, then you can go fuck yourself. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, no, I, I totally understand that disposition. But if you've seen Brent's angry redneck rants, it's, you know, the the take that he does on it is is fucking hilarious. 
go to YouTube, search Brent or Hume, go to his Facebook page and watch his angry redneck rants. They're, to me, they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, I love that dude, man. He's, he's, yeah. he's hysterical. Yeah, we're not we're not going to sit here and talk foreign policy and all that bullshit. It's more no, just no, to no. But kind of have some fun with it. So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, very interesting to see that world map and know that there's people in Iraq. Uh, shout out to Iraq. Thank you. I never would have thought anyone in Iraq or Saudi Arabia would give a flying <laughs> fuck about Friday the 13th. But we appreciate your support. So, shout yeah. out to Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag shout out to Iraq. Said no one ever. What up, Afghanistan? What up? <laughs> At Vietnam, the Philippines. Like, really? Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> I just, I can't even, like, why? Why are they listening? I mean, but that shows the power of Friday the 13th. It is fucking worldwide. That is, I, I will post photo proof of this map to the Facebook page just so you can see. So uh, expect that later on, just in case you don't believe us. So, oh, while, we, while, we, while we're on this subject, I left a baseball mitt and two baseballs in Marja, Afghanistan in 2011. And uh, if you're listening to this, I fucking want those back. <laughs> Private message me and I'll give you my address and you can send them back because uh, uh, that really hurt my heart leaving that there. I had like seven years. I played baseball in middle school and high school. That was my old baseball glove, and I left that shit there on accident. So uh, get a hold of me. I want that shit back. You better get a P.O. box because you don't want any motherfuckers from Afghanistan mailing you shit to your house. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, have it, I'll have it mailed to my neighbor's house. There you go. <laughs> so anyways, enough about that. Moving on to tonight's episode. Now, this week is the 30th anniversary of Friday the 13th, Part 8. Jason Takes Manhattan. Part 8 was released on July 28, 1989, and I thought, you know what? Hey, perfect time to revisit the film. Now, Kenton here, I know you've said that you actually like Part 8, but let's just let's just give the film a little bit of a rundown and see what some of your thoughts are on some of the uh, what I deem as ridiculousness that I see in this particular installment. Now, I will admit there are some cool parts, but overall, Part 8 is commonly viewed in the bottom three of the franchise. If you were to take a poll, that's it just sits somewhere in there. I, I know it has its followers, and that's fine. I respect opinions, but typically you see it in the bottom three of the rankings. Uh, so just kind of going with the flow of the film. So one thing I noticed is when, um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you know, Jason in the beginning chain to the bottom of the lake okay well, he just got blown the fuck up in part seven but okay whatever he's back in in full capacity so uh you got to start somewhere there's really not much you can say about that these movies just have to begin somewhere uh i won't pick on that too much but let's talk about the size of the class going on a cruise ship now <clears throat> i know that not every high school class has say 600 graduates or whatever i know you went to a small school I went to my high school, I think I had 200 and some in my graduating class or maybe, maybe around 300. Fuck. I can't remember. But, um, but still like there's hardly any students now. Did some of them not want to go? Yeah, I suppose so. But you can kind of see where, um, it, they don't give, they don't give that vibe off there. They apparently didn't have a very big class size. So maybe, maybe it was like your high school that, uh, was going on this, this cruise. I don't know. Well, uh, let me front lo- before I even say anything. I want to front load. Uh, I know you mentioned that I love this movie. I want to say that this movie is a steaming hot pile of dog shit. Uh, but I love every fucking single second of it. It's 
to me, it's so watchable and, and so fun. And I just, this is my favorite Kane installment in the franchise. I love the way Jason looks in it. I love the, this is my favorite Kane performance in it. I just love this movie so much, but, um, getting to the class size. Yeah. I had a small class and uh, I also want to say that, uh, the, not that we graduated, we got a Dr. Pepper and like, we, we watched a movie in the gymnasium or some shit like that. What fucking kind of school, even if you, especially if you're graduating with a class of 10 can afford a goddamn, <laughs> a cruise, uh, we're not even going to go in. I guess we will here in a minute, but on a lake that somehow conjoins to New York city, but that's beside the point, a cruise to New York city. And then we don't know how long they're staying, I guess, but um, what graduating class of 10, what school do they go to that can afford to go on a cruise for their, for their senior trip? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. <clears throat> and like you said, you know, they obviously end up in New York city, but it it's clear that the intention wasn't, really to get to New York city, because obviously they had to, uh, you know, have a, an all night paddling session and they just randomly ended up in New York city. And they're like, Oh, there's New York city. So that clearly shows that the movie, that the start of the cruise wasn't to get to New York city. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And also you, you briefly, are we going to go back to the beginning or are we just, are, are we kicking it off here at the cruise? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like you said, the, uh, the lake that leads to New York city and blah, blah, blah. So just with that in mind, I mean, when you, in the beginning of the film, obviously we see Jason being resurrected and so on and so forth and the terrible acting and all that. Yeah, good but stuff. on that, even, even with that, like, what is the deal with, I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal? What is, <laughs> what is the deal with fucking the cops at Crystal Lake, just leaving bodies all fucking willy nilly laying on the bottom of this lake. Uh, Lar Park, Lar Park Lincoln's dad, uh, in the beginning of part seven, they just leave that motherfucker on the bottom of the lake. Like they don't even get his body out. Exactly. And laying down there, he's just still laying down there. These are the laziest cops in history. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, in part seven, you know, he blows the fuck up in the basement. So it's like, where did the full entire, you know, that motherfucker just blew up to nothing. Pink mist. So it's, it's it's like yeah i mean he just turned to nothing just smithereens so now we have a full-size person that's uh strapped down at the bottom of the lake next to a power line so and then is resurrected so yeah uh, i mean i get that you have to start somewhere but the writing in this movie was just completely ridiculous and in a beautiful way possible it, but people like ridiculousness oh and yeah that's why they like this movie is because it just is, is bullshit, but it's, I, I don't care for it myself. I, there's a few parts that I do like, but the, the rest of it, I don't have much use for it's, it's kind of that to that point in, in the franchise where it is 1989 and the styles are just ridiculous, even worse than part seven and just it, the music and everything in eight, it just, it's kind of like, eh, so, but, Okay, so we got the class size that it's like who who funded this this fucking cruise, and I don't ever recall in any prior installment where they talked about Crystal Lake being this gigantic fucking lake like Lake of the Ozarks or Lake Havasu or just pick any other big ass lake in the country that's going to facilitate a cruise ship, and Camp Crystal Lake has a goddamn port in it. 
Yeah, like, there's, the, there's the scene where they're showing them standing on the boat. It looks like they're in the fucking Bahamas. They haven't even left port yet. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the fuck kind of bullshit is this? And I mean, these are things that I've always thought, but just revisiting the film, it's like, we're going to we're gonna make light of this. So it's like, okay, so is there apparently some uh, river that feeds into Camp Crystal Lake? Because technically a lake is a body of water surrounded on all sides, but lakes can have like streams or river runoff uh, to, uh, I guess, regulate, you know, lakes, uh, you know, the not being flooded or whatever. I mean, I get all that without getting all scientific and all that shit, but I've seen lakes that have river and stream that feed into them. So, I mean, I know that that's possible, but then again, how big of a river or stream do you need to facilitate a fucking cruise ship? I mean, you know, you, you'll be driving in, 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 um, you know, rural USA, no matter what fucking state you're in. And, you know, you'll drive across like a, a, a bridge and it's like, Oh, there's a pretty decent sized Creek there. Or and then right you know, beside small, it, the dollar general. Yeah. Dollar general and a Casey's in a subway. Yeah. And then you might drive a little farther and you might have to drive over like a bridge that's going over a small river or whatever. And it's like, okay, it takes a pretty good sized river to facilitate a fucking cruise ship, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, and, and you know that all the bridges on this river aren't going to be the, uh, what is the, uh, the bridges called that split in the middle and then lift up the railroad, <laughs> the railroad bridges. Yeah. It's the name forms right on the tip of my tongue, but, but even uh, like a barge, you know, they have to raise them for barges, let alone a fucking cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> to get to New for, York for fucking, City? For fucking non-students and an asshole teacher. <laughs> exactly. It just, the whole premise. I mean, when you think about it, like, oh, Jason takes Manhattan. This is, he's going to, he's going to fuck some people up. Like, it's going to be a straight slaughter fest. And not that many people die because obviously, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But the the idea behind it, thinking objectively before you see how they get from point A to point B like man this could be a this could be a cool film and it's kind of like uh <clears throat> how did jason how did jason travel in freddy versus jason well you just kind of have to fucking deal with it i get that but this that's a whole different style it's a crossover film and we can debate how jason got to springwood another time but uh or not debate we can just talk shit about it but with this it's just you're put you're starting at Camp Crystal Lake and you're ending up in New York City and it does it just doesn't fucking make a whole lot of sense. <clears throat> so yeah, it's like just it's like it's like doing something really stupid and like sending him to space. Like that's the only yeah. other thing I could think of that would be dumb. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. He wait. did that. He did that too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Carry on. Yeah, so anyways, um this is like the first time, well, not like, it is the first time that we see Jason step outside of the tradition, traditional Camp Crystal Lake slaughter fest. And I get that sometimes you just have to kind of ignore things, but in this movie, to me, it's just completely fucking ridiculous in all aspects. So with that being said, <clears throat> some more randomness. Once we get on the ship and we have, I mean, who the fuck is i mean this is what i find amusing so first of all if i was going on a cruise like that i'm not going to take my fucking guitar and amp with me yeah uh, she she is the most inconvenient packer that i've ever seen in my life and then she has this pathetic ass nerd just following her around it's her little bitch boy 
that's not even interested in her. I don't know. I don't understand the dynamic there. Um, but yeah, packing an amp and a guitar everywhere she goes and then role playing as a rock star, like she's six years old, only she's an adult. It, right. And then you want to go down into like the boiler room or whatever, and you want to fucking set your little guitar amp up. Like, yeah, I've never seen anyone on, when I was on vacation with a fucking guitar other than bombs on the streets of Mexico. Or... Yeah. And then when she gets down into the in, insides of the boat too, it, if well, from the, from the, the camera angle, like looking down, it looks like it was, um, it looks like it's like 38 stories. It looks like it was shot from like the stairwell of, of the world trade center, the pre nine 11, of course. But, um, it's, it, the bit the they try to make the boat look so huge from the inside and then from the outside it, the outside is not matching the inside no not at all so <clears throat> just as the movie progresses it's just like what more can we get that just doesn't work and something else that just is a whole bunch is a fucking dumpster fire is oh really your your biology projects do on your graduation cruise because last time i checked I've I've never had that happen. I didn't have to have my biology project due on the graduate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna let you slide and hope you do well and give you that graduation anyway. Just really put forth an effort on that last project because you're a cute blonde. Cute. That that's like the extent of it too. She's Rennie's hotter than she is. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. But really, it's gonna be due on the ship. It wasn't due at school where every other project is due but it's going to be due on the ship right so yeah and then she draws that really shitty diagram that looks like a like a a sixth grade alternative school kid drew it on her where it's just shittily drawn ribs and then the stomach and the heart and the heart's not even in the right location you fail you didn't graduate you're yeah you failed your biology project you fucking idiot (laughs) so anyways it moving a little bit ahead but in that scene since you mentioned that you got poor Wayne and he comes around the, you know, the door frame and you can see him on the bed doing whatever it is they're doing. And then him saying, you know, get off of me, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he obviously has that on film, but then they make it act like that. They're the ones that have the upper hand for bribery. And I'm thinking if you watched Wayne's tape, God damn it, then it would be, it wouldn't look like he's the one that is going to be bribed. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the court of law, it just looks like he's being blackmailed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So, yeah, I uh, I just I got to laugh about the biology project because it's like, really, are you fucking serious? But we've already started off with complete nonsense. So, hey, why not? So anyways, uh, moving on a little bit and a little bit um, when we start to see some of the kills in this this film really fucking lacks in the kill department. I think it really lacks in the FX it's it's terrible, um, especially like even young Jason, when you see him early on, he just kind of looks like a regular little kid. I mean, you see him from a distance, but he has like a head of hair and it just looks like, hey, there's Bobby out swimming in the lake. Doesn't look like, you know, it doesn't look like anything at all compared to what you would see in part one. And then, of course, later in the film, when you see him more close up, they just did a shitty job replicating young Jason in general. The Yeah, he doesn't look the same. In any scene in in this movie, I mean, you know, continuity has always been an issue with the series, but it's never been an issue within the same fucking movie. <laughs> like, yeah, in the beginning of the movie, he looks like a normal kid, and then halfway through the movie, he looks like halfway 
like he has like, like a lazy eye. Like, yeah, and then like, like in the first scene when you when she sees him in her room, it's like oh he has like a lazy eye, and then later yeah, on he has the end of it. He's full blown mongoloid, and it doesn't even look anything like the part one, like it like what you would expect to look like. It's just it looks like total garbage. So and then um, of course when the captain gets his neck slit in the uh, in the captain's quarters there. It's like a, a direct neck slice and there's like hardly any blood, but yet he like dies and collapses. And it's like, okay, when's the last time I really seen, unless you had like a heart attack or something like that, when are somebody that's, that's died from a, a cut to the neck, you would bleed before you died. So there's oh, just yeah. another shitty FX. I mean, you kind of see the neck start to open it up and like barely bleed, but you can see his eyes like roll, roll back. And it's like, oh, he's dead, but he didn't even, there's not even a drop of blood on the ground. It's total bullshit. Uh, but I mean, to be fair, he was dead the second they mentioned he was a new father. Like that's the only reason that line is in there. So you you're supposed to feel something. Um, but you know, you're talking about the kills. I kind of feel like the kills are better in this one than part seven. You think the kills are better in eight than seven? I think I think so. Man, I I gotta totally disagree on that. Seven's way better. I mean, the kills they're they're fucking they're they're just they're I, I guess they're. I'd say they're they're much, well, in seven, you mean? In eight, they're they're lame. I mean, uh, throwing you know when he throws him off the tower. I mean, the shard of glass, um, the 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 harpoon gun, the spear gun, or whatever inside the the captain's quarters there, where he just kind of stabs him in the back. Like that's totally weak ass shit. The um, even even when. Um, even the kill in the bathroom with the shard of glass, they don't show it. And then later you see her laying on the floor and the blood work just looks, it's just not up to par with Friday. It just, it really lacks the blood work really lacks in that film. And then even the guitar kill. I mean, a lot of people like that, but he just swings the guitar and you don't really see anything. You just see a little spatter of blood and then the camera cuts. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just kind of weak. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. That's just, Everything you said about the kills in this one is how I feel about part seven. Like I kind of well, like the, I kind of like the the throw off the uh, off off the pole that with the ladder, even though it makes no goddamn sense how Jason got up there to begin with, and what was that dude's escape plan from the get go? Where were you going to go when you got to the top there, buddy? Well, we're we're going to talk about that in a minute because Jason apparently teleports. Yeah. There's oh no God, that is an issue in this movie. That is yeah, such absolutely. An issue. And even in the disco scene, it's just like a basic choke, and I don't know. I just think it's kind of weak. Uh, there, you know, there's a couple the game, though. Since the game, that that kill in particular has kind of grown on me. Just I like that throwdown. That how brutally he just throws the corpse. Uh, well, in the yeah, they look much better in the game. All the kills do, but it, the the FX look better in the game for fuck's sakes. But just I don't know. I mean. Uh, they were just really, really lacking in all aspects in this film compared to all the rest of them. Seven, part seven was raped by the board. I mean, if we could see the uncut version of that, that one would have been way better. But I still think that seven's way better. I mean, way better on the kill side of it. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, speaking of the disco scene, and that's ridiculous in itself because she runs in there. It's completely empty. She just stands there spinning in circles like a dipshit. And then Jason's teleporting around the room. He's bouncing around <laughs> like, like fucking Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Completely ridiculous. 
and then it's almost like a, a sh- like a like in the game, you know, he just shifts around or whatever. So and how is she losing him? Like it's an open room. She's looking at him, and then he's not like how is she not keeping her eyes? I don't, that's what I don't understand. It's an open room. He's not ducking behind shit. Like it's right. It's completely wide open. Yeah. <laughs> just adds to the ridiculousness i'm telling you oh and, it's so great it's so great and in the whole time you're thinking how in the fuck has no like jason's just doing whatever he wants nobody like sees him hears him you know whatever he's just all over the place but then again you have this giant ship and there's only like 10 people on it so you have all that empty space so i guess that and the teleporting i guess you got to write it off to that yeah ha- I just feel like he would have been spotted at some point or smelled at the very least. Somebody would have picked up on the scent of that thing walking around. Oh, definitely. Hey, that reminds me, how did, how do you feel about just purely aesthetically? Uh, how do you feel about Jason in this one as compared to the rest of them? I don't mind the look. I can tolerate that. The yellowness of the mask. Mm, it's, eh, it's okay. I mean, the mask isn't terrible, but, um, it's basically just, you know, the, he's wet all the time. I mean, outside of that, but the, uh, just the plain clothes, I mean, it's not much different when you think about if you back it up to three and four, when he's just wearing the green shirt and the, the slacks and the same with six, I mean, it's, it's still pretty basic compared to what we see in prior installments. I know a lot of people like the party costume and I'm, I don't have any issue with it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's not one that I would want to have like a life-size display of in my house or anything like that, but I don't have any, any issue with the costume whatsoever. I don't mind it. He has that like permanent glossy sheen, like a, he just looks like a fucking newborn baby. That's just dropped out of the uterus in full clothing. He does. (laughs) That is the, you know what? I could not have said it any better. (laughs) You know, it took me a long time for that. Uh, for the, uh, for a long time, I had an issue with like the, uh, the roundness of the mask because it's so like it's a lot more round than all the other than every other one in this in the franchise aside from maybe the part six but uh it's really like they, round. Uh, like they took a dinner plate and put straps on it yeah that's exactly what it looks yeah 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 but, i mean uh, it's really it's, grown on me yeah and that's how it was with me i didn't really care for it much at first and then i purchased one i don't remember how many years ago for the for my display just to kind of have pretty much a, a version from every film and then uh, staring at it all the time on display. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't, it kind of, it grew on me that way. <clears throat> and, and you know, uh, while we're on the mask, how fortunate was Jason that the sh- the one ship that was hovering above him, the guy just so happened to have a hockey mask on it. That's fucking, you should have played the lotto that day, buddy. Because I know. That is luck. I, I know. It's just all, everything was in alignment apparently that evening. So, and not only the mask, but he's got an a, a, an accurate one with the axe, the axe mark the, from from uh, part four, or, or sorry, part three, and everything. It's got the the damage and everything. Yeah, I mean, somebody just repainted it. You know, not not to mention that the other one just completely blew to shit in the prior movie. But still, somebody knew somebody knew the storyline and decided to put that axe mark in there. Apparently, some random person on the boat. He was just some <clears> shit <throat> cosplayer. That, that, that's all. That's all it was. It was right. 
uh, yeah, I mean, with with the with the way that the ridiculousness is in this film, uh, who knows? So, anyways, let's talk about the lame ass wannabe crazy Ralph character who dooms everyone, and he also says in the film that Jason came down the river. So that leads to the fact that obviously there's a river feeding into Camp Crystal Lake. So just a terrible, lame, lame ass version of Crazy Ralph. Like to me, that was like a slap in the face to Crazy Ralph. Yeah, if uh, part one Crazy Ralph is like, if part one Crazy Ralph is is like one that you got at like the Mall of America, this one is, you got him at, at like Dollar Tree. Like this is Dollar Tree Crazy Ralph. And they did such a poor job at, making it subtle it's so not subtle do you know what i mean like yeah it's so like he says the ship is doomed or i think that's what he says i know he says the boat or the ship is doomed they didn't even try to like make it not so in your face what we're trying to do here yeah i to me that was just a complete slap in the face to the original character because plain as day they were trying to you know have a version of that and it just does not work at all at all and that's like uh, that's crazy randy his it, it's not even it, it's stupid randy that's what it is it's not even fucking crazy randy it's ridiculous stupid randy <clears throat> and even in his death and then he just plops down with an axe in his back and even then looking at just the simple wound on his back once he falls forward i'm like that that's just not even that's not the normal friday fx work we're used to seeing like what the fuck's going on here yeah, it's not good that that isn't at all. And and in that very same scene when he runs around the corner there, <laughs> Charles tries to shoot him in the fucking face, and they're all standing there with him. And they're not telling him to stop. They've all seen Jason at this point. Yeah, they know who the killer is. Why are you trying to shoot this this hobo that broke onto your boats with a fl- with a flare gun? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it jams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I <clears throat> the list just keeps going on and on of nonsense. And what to me what's fucking almost hilarious is the little boxing scene where uh VC or where I'm sorry, Julius and he's just he's just sticking this dude and like the dude's just standing there just taking fucking jabs and everybody's watching. Of course the girls are watching from up top. And like you said earlier, it's like he's punching a fucking mannequin. Like it's it's just fucking dumb. It's like it's like watching Floyd Mayweather Jr. box uh back it up Terry. That's how <laughs> that's how effective this guy is at fighting back. <laughs> my I mean, my ninety three year old grandmother could do a better job defending herself than this fucking mannequin standing there just getting his ass whooped. He does give a couple efforts and of course strikes out and then he finally gets knocked the fuck down, knocked out, whatever. Um and then He's all like, you know, kind of flexing it up like Money Mayweather. And it's like, dude, you just beat up a fucking mannequin. Get the you fuck just, out of here. You just beat up a special needs student. That's, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no, that, there's, that's the easiest way to compare that situation. Not entertaining at all. <laughs> at all. And then he, you know, he finally 
meets his maker on the rooftop later on, which I'm assuming we'll get into. But yeah, that that's just uh, that was embarrassing for everyone involved. You you beat that guy up. You're the guy that beat up a special needs student. You don't. You get your ass whooped. Uh, you got your ass whooped by a special needs student. There's no winning. Why fight him in the first place? Exactly. It's like it's like in the movie The Ringer. It's not even. It's not even like why. Like Johnny Knoxville fighting the Special Olympics kids. Like what? Uh, like really? No, this is a bad time, I guess, to say that I love the ringer too. Uh, but but you know what I mean? Like, why didn't yeah, they have like mean. somewhat like really? It's just it was just completely fucking stupid. There there could have been like a little bit of competition there. It just it looked it looked. Uh, it's like it's sad for all involved in that scene because it's just awkward for everyone. The and they're all. Watching, they're all standing there like there's like 30 of them and they're fucking f- throwing their fists in the air like like uh this guy is fighting fucking Oscar De La Hoya like it's right <laughs> doesn't even like get a good lick in and it's like hey here's here's a uh, you know money mayweather fighting quirky the special needs kid like it just doesn't work it was awful it was just awful worst it, fight it, if if you know tom morga had the had the uh, the best fight. This is the worst. This is the worst by far. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? And that's why you get your fucking head punched off later, because that's just what happens. That's a good kill, be- though. Is that not a good kill? I mean, it's a little over the top, but I don't mind it. <clears throat> I-, I like it just because there's so much dog shit in the front that I just accept it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the fight scene between the two of them is a little lengthy. But yeah. That, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I can, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah. Especially towards the end when he's like throwing, you know, trying to land punches and he's whiffing and got blood all over his knuckles. And it's like, okay. How many we also learned you... that in this Julius has the stamina of like a, a 71 year old overweight man with diabetes. Like he, he was, he was, you said it's lengthy, but in, in, if you're in a boxing, if you're boxing in a round, this isn't even fucking 20% of a round that he's hitting Jason. You're already exhausted. Get your yeah. shit together, man. Get your life together. What are you doing? Well, I mean, he had no problem beating up the, the, the retarded kid in the boat. He didn't yeah. I'm no doing that. <laughs> now he's trying to beat up a retarded kid on a roof. Now he's trying to beat up the retard on the roof. <laughs> so, I don't know. He he definitely needed to get his shit together, but I guess that's what happens when you wear stupid fucking outfits and it is what it is. A little bit of karma. Did, did you notice going back to the, uh, going back to the, the beginning of the, I don't mean to jump around on you, man. I'm sorry, but um, going back to the beginning, did you notice uh, when Jason first gets on the boat, gets the hockey mask, he's standing there. They're so lazy with the effects work in this that uh, Jay. Kane Hodder's clean, perfect, like live finger is sticking out of that glove in a close up. It's not rotted. It's not anything. It's just a normal flesh colored finger. Everything else on him is gray, disgusting. And then right there in a close up, it, it's so easy to spot. There's just this clean, un, unaltered finger sticking out of the glove on the uh, on the gun that he misses with. Well, they're clearly lazy. Let I me mean, look at every kill shot. Look at the whole entire movie. The FX work is fucking complete garbage. It's by far like one of the worst in the franchise. There's absolutely no doubt. Oh, so good. The, so good. The, probably the best kill is when Wayne gets torched. 
That's probably the best one. Which one is Wayne? Wayne's the fucking uh, the long-haired guy with the fucking uh, camcorder. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I actually wrote a note on that. What are they making the electronics out of on this boat? What is? <laughs> they're so sensitive. That's unsafe. That's a OSHA needs to be fucking called because he just barely touches this control panel and it fucking kills. Which I guess we learned that in in Freddy versus Jason too. But uh, yeah, I I kind of like that kill too though. I'm just gonna stop commenting on the kills because I'm gonna get barraged with insults. Well, uh, I don't see why you would, because really they're bad. Pretty much all of them are bad, considering what you see in all of the films prior. <clears throat> Even going back, like in part one, some of those kills are pretty basic or whatever. But these are these are like it's almost like the the local high school came in and did the FX work. Like, you know, we didn't yeah. have YouTube. We didn't have YouTube back then. But it's like a YouTube person who's aspiring to do FX work who really hasn't ever done shit came in. I mean, yeah, they probably I mean, could have just, they, they, they probably could have just, uh, they probably could have just used some packets of ketchup and did better than what they did. Like it yeah, really is yeah. that bad. It is. It is. It's, it's, you can see, especially on the, the, the kid playing Jason, uh, depending on what movie or what part of the movie you're watching it in, because as we've already mentioned, he's not even wearing any appliances in some of it, but uh, you can see like the appliance edges, they didn't even really try to hide the uh, the appliances that are on his face. It's it's really bad. It's really bad. Yes, it is absolutely terrible. Um, and especially this far into the franchise, it's like really why? So I, I just have so many issues with the movie. I mean, I it's not even that I want to pick it apart. I don't like the idea really. I mean, like I said before, when you first think about oh, Jason takes Manhattan, we're gonna see him fuck some shit up, but that's just not what ends up happening. And I just, I don't even know what the hell they were even thinking, but um, the movie had potential. I mean, it did. And even some of the other things, you know, if the kills would have been better and if they would have had more extras, I mean, things like that, like make it more believable that this class like went on a cruise, even though I doubt there's a fucking high school anywhere that has enough money to send people on a cruise. Even if you were just cruising around your local Camp Crystal Lake that could have a, a ship like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the whole thing so far fetched right from the beginning. It's just it's red flags as soon as you press play. I agree 100 percent. And it's far fetched in a series where we have a guy returning back from the dead, immortal and killing people. So that's saying something if if you can't believe it in a movie like that. Exactly. And the uh, the whole premise of even just getting to New York, like I said, they obviously don't ever mention it in the beginning of the film like hey we're going to nyc okay but we gotta we gotta jump ship and we gotta get on the the paddle boat and then these two guys with a full fucking paddle boat are gonna paddle all night and just take a little overnight paddle trip and hey guess what there's the there's the statue of liberty we're gonna be in in new york and then they paddle up to some random fucking place in new york city and they all get out and then guess what there's jason at the fucking at the fucking ladder like how the okay obviously we're what did he do hold on to the bottom of the boat the whole entire time no he grabbed a fucking dolphin that yeah or he he teleported as he did everywhere else in the movie and (laughs) it's just like really here's fucking jason he's already right here literally steps behind them and they have no idea it's not only that but whenever they first come up on the city line the new york city line julius is like oh shit we made it to new york like your vacation's over brother like yeah 
you're sorry, you're not going to be having a good time in New York City right now. <laughs> right. And you mean to tell me that you only between all of you motherfuckers, you only found one NYPD officer. You only found one. And you're like apparently in the rough part of town. And we got the uh, the whole we got the robbery and the rapers like that weird situation. Uh, I, I didn't care for all that. Oh, we're going to inject you. And then, you know, they were rapers. I mean, that's plain and simple. Like, oh, yeah. Plain no and obvious. Rapers. I'll, I'm, yeah. Like we mentioned, I'm from our castle. I know a raper when I see a raper, and that is a raper. That is a fucking raper. Hey, uh, have you ever been to New York City? No, and I really have no desire to go there. Uh, I didn't know. I was going to ask you, is there? Uh, is it normal for there to be 55-gallon drums of toxic waste just kind of fucking hanging out there? So... I was going to ask just, you that. I didn't... Yeah, I mean, it, apparently it's just a normal thing. There's just, um, you can do whatever you want. There's only one officer around for the whole crime-ridden neighborhood that apparently you can't find the police. Um, I don't know. No, I, I don't really have any desire to go there, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I mean, but as soon as they get to New York, it's like really red flag number one, just like when the movie started. And it just continues to snowball from there. But, yeah, I really didn't care for the whole raper scene. I thought that was that was kind of some bullshit. They could, probably could have figured something else out. And then they're like, well, I think it would be better if we all split up. Really? So old dude and old lady, you guys going to go together and let the young bucks go? Like, really? Like, let's all split up. Like, red flag again. Yeah. I mean, they, like, like, That's always you, a good, you, good idea when there's a, a killer after you. That and... Plus, you all just got robbed as a group. You're going to get robbed individually. You know that uh, not... you know that old saying: "There's strength in singles." Apparently, <laughs> because there's going to be another group of rapers at the next corner. So, yeah, this is this movie is not good PR for New York City. It's not at all, and that on top of <laughs> Jason doesn't really give a shit about anybody else, but just fine, just killing um the kids I'm that was something through. i was gonna bring up yeah i mean i'm in new york city here i am in times square and i'm passing by all these people i could just snap necks left and right but i don't I let some of them are smart slide. enough to you exactly i mean the the classic part where he kicks the radio yeah i love that part that's that's cool shit but why didn't you could have just killed them you could have killed people in the diner you could have killed people everywhere but you didn't. And even the kills um, with the rapers. So he smashes the one's head into the fucking steam pipe or whatever. That was kind of lame. And then he's getting shot a bunch. That's just kind of lame, too. I mean, especially when he stabs the one with the fucking knife. Or, or I'm sorry, not the knife, the, uh, the needle. And the needle goes all the way. So it goes all the way through the guy's body, but yet the needle is still intact, poking through his chest. There's no fucking way that the needle would not have broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if I've had a dollar for every time I broke a needle off in my arm, dude, yeah. they couldn't even survive an arm, let alone a, a chest cavity. Right, and it's still intact and going to push through the skin. And it's yeah, just I was like joking about the needle in the arm. By the way, people, I don't do heroin. That's that's you. You've witnessed meth head Ted. <laughs> yeah, I've seen plenty of it. Uh, and yeah. you were talking about why didn't he kill everybody in the diner? He couldn't kill everybody in the diner because the real Jason Voorhees was in the diner. Well, yeah. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ken Kersinger, who should have came in number two on our list before, but he didn't. Because he was in two of them. <laughs> and he beat out Kane for Freddy versus Jason. 
Yeah. Um, oh, that is ooh, fucking salt a, in the wound. <laughs> Zing. How you like that one? <laughs> but no, I'm just saying like he could have slaughtered a fuck ton of people and he didn't. He's just worried about killing these two fucking kids. Yeah, this is and a then, buffet. Exactly. Like this is this is beyond like all you can eat. This is like all all, all night long. I mean, just go go crazy. But no, we're not worried about that. So, but but he's not at Crystal Lake anymore. So maybe he just doesn't give a shit. Like I don't know. He's worried about the, the kids from you know back when we were you know near Crystal Lake or whatever. So just a lot of crazy shit going on with that. And the and then, uh, uh, and then Rennie kills her teacher in the car wreck and doesn't really feel any other way about it. She's just kind of feels neutral about it. Well, shit. I guess I'm a murderer. Well, yeah. I mean. They run over. They run over Jason. They wreck the car with the only officer that they could find in how many a square block radius that they were even at. That's another There's thing. A, I've been led to believe that there are cops everywhere in New York City. Well, that, I mean, there there has to be. I mean, it's it's just watch fucking TV. I mean, there's look at how busy the city is and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's a little far fetched too, and. Of course, Jason gets hit by the car, and then he's just laying there. And that's when, when we does... get the flashback. Oh yeah, yeah. To the, the boat uh... where Rennie definitely, one hundred percent, without a doubt, got molested. Of so course, <laughs> that is a that is a molesting uncle. If I've ever seen one, they didn't have any fishing poles. I don't think he took her out there to molest her. That's he that's definitely looks. <laughs> he looks like a raper too. He definitely he like... does. He looks like a raper. Not, it, it, not, you know, not in the same sense as the other, as the Mexican robbers, but like a legit raper. Yeah. Like if I saw, if, if I moved into a new house and I saw Charles uh, across the street, I would be going on the little bubble finder map thing on the pedophiles.com or, yep. or whatever it is. And I'd be like, I know this fucking, I know there's going to be a red bubble right across the street. I just know it. There's no doubt in my mind. She got molested on that boat. I will believe that until my grave. There you go. Theories of Jason takes Manhattan. And not to mention, it takes an hour and five minutes for them to uh, paddle all night and get to fucking NYC. So you get screwed out of how much time you even see New York. And really, the only fucking cool part is when he kicks the radio. Most of of the rest of their time in New York's fucking garbage. All, all I agree. In fucking dirty alleys and stupid, shitty restaurants, and you know, underground fucking sewers, and it's like, are you are you watching a Ninja Turtles movie or what the fuck are we watching here? Um, so yeah, so a little little long before you get to actual New York. And another thing I want to talk about is the difference from we go from Kane and Seven to Kane and Eight, and in eight, he he he. The breathing sounds. He sounds like fucking Darth Vader. Yeah, like why, he really stepped it up in this one. Yeah, like why all of a sudden do we have to have this crazy breathing sounds? We didn't have Jason that before. Is having an asthma attack this entire movie. Apparently, apparently, and yeah, it just doesn't work for me. There's so much about the movie that does not work for me at all, and. The of course, when he turns uh, back into a boy at the end, and you're like, "What the fuck?" I mean, just 
Like what the hell is going on? Not only that, like that's, but through the whole movie, like, why is that happening? That's not, it's never been a part of any of the movies. Why is this ghost Jason little boy just showing up fucking randomly through this movie with no explanation? Yeah, I mean, other than it, towards the end when she has the uh, the flashback or whatever after the car's wrecked and then they're in the boat and all that. But still, that even when you see that, because when, when she's having the flashbacks, like when they're still like mid-cruise or whatever, you're like, why the fuck is she having these, you know, these hallucinations or flashbacks or whatever you want to call them? And then even when you see that, you're like, okay, so old, uh, old Raper over here, um, it just doesn't really tie in together. It just, to me, I just, I'm, I'm kind of lost with it. It doesn't work for me at all. The movie kind of feels like they did a, an experiment where they had like 28 writers and they did the exercise where I'm going to write five minutes of the script and then you write five minutes of the script and then you write five minutes of the scripts. And that, and that's how we're going to make this movie. That's what it feels like to me, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it doesn't start off good. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, transpire into anything that really works for me. Like I said, there are some cool parts. I mean, there's some, there's a couple decent kills in there. There's a couple okay scenes here and there. The majority of it, it just doesn't work for me, period. And it's not one that I um, I keep in the rotation. We'll put it that way. I revisited it, obviously, to do this show, just to refamiliarize myself with it. But it's it's not something that I is a go-to by any means. It's, it's definitely in my bottom three. Like, I think that it's in the majority of the listeners in their bottom three rankings, too. It's definitely in my in my bottom three. There's no doubt about that. Well, you know, not everybody has good taste. I respect that. Well, but the thing is, I I can look at it both ways, though. Like you, you say, I actually like the film, but it's a pile of shit, which I I think the only film that I probably would say that I like that some people would say is a pile of shit is Freddy versus Jason. I, I, I mean, I agree with that, too. I just don't like it in the same way, like. I'll watch this more than I will Freddy versus Jason. Freddy well, versus but, Jason. I know what this isn't about Freddy versus Jason, but Freddy versus Jason, it felt so like two th- early two thousands to me. It felt like kind of like the way that, uh, that like, uh, bride of Chucky felt like our, our Terminator three, like it just reeked of, of early two thousands. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's dated, but, even if you look at this film or look at seven, they're super dated. All these movies. I mean, when you look at styles, obviously changed throughout the eighties, you watch part one, then you watch part eight and the clothing styles are like night and day difference. But when you look at what they're wearing, like in seven and eight and you're like, Holy shit. But I look at that. I mean, I wasn't an adult or a teenager in 80, you know, in the late eighties for me to like, like specifically remember what, certain styles were like i i kind of have some remembrance a little bit but freddie versus jason i was 21 when it came out so i was dressing just like those clowns yeah yeah you know the uh yeah that's that's that would be my jam but that doesn't mean like do i think that the movie's good yes and no but i understand why people dislike it and i won't argue with them on why they dislike it 
and I can find things that are wrong with that one too, but not in the sense that I can like with part eight. Part eight is just like a what the fuck all the the whole entire time. Uh, that's fair enough, man. I just, uh, I just, I, I, I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun movie. I enjoy watching it. It's, it's, it's not a good movie at all. Uh, and I don't enjoy watching this the same way I do like the room. Uh, it's not like bad in that way. It's just, it's just a, you know, you put it in and you, and you eat popcorn and you laugh and maybe you stop halfway through and jerk off or whatever, but it's just, Fun, just a fun, lighthearted, fuck it movie. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, like I said, I can see why people are okay with it because people like ridiculous shit, and this definitely is ridiculous. But I don't look at it as something that's like campy, and because it's totally different than the other, the others in the in the franchise. I mean, oh yeah, this is standalone, almost as almost as much as like Jason X is. Well, that and Jason goes to hell too, and Jason goes to hell has a fuck ton of followers, and a lot of people fucking hate it, and it's in, usually in the bottom three. Usually, yeah, as you know, eight, nine, and X are usually in the bottom three of people's totem poles. Yeah, and, and I'll agree with not to, an X. Yeah, but I mean, but you'd have to agree with also. I'm sure that usually from what you see on social media or or whatever that eight, nine, and X are typically the bottom of the ringer. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. That's almost universally accepted. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to just, you know, throw throw shade or anything, but it's it's definitely in my bottom 3, but I think for rightful reasons compared to uh like I said what you see with Hotter and 7 and Hotter um you know, they're like I said, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of how he portrays Jason. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, but people say, "Oh, well his portrayal makes it makes it worthy no i'm sorry but there's too much nonsense and bullshit with this movie that he can't make up he can't make up for that but if it but if you think that he does then so be it because you do see him quite a bit in the movie but i just this is just one of those i just i can't do it i just i don't watch it i I just i i own it i'll admit that i own it but it's got some dust on it i can tell you that i don't have any uh jason takes manhattan posters I don't have any signed pictures. I did have a mask and I actually sold it a few years ago. And as of right now, I own zero collectibles from that movie. Zero. I I own a lot of collectibles from this movie. And <laughs> I love this movie, man. I like it the same way that, that I like, like uh little Debbie cakes. Like they're bad for me and they have no sustenance and they're nothing but sh- shit and garbage but just God, I love the way they feel on my tongue. They're delicious. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking, uh, I'm trying to think of what you call a couple of them. Um, God damn it. I haven't had one in so long. I can't even remember, but the, uh, the ones that are like a chocolate rice crispy kind of a, what the fuck do you call those things? They're goddamn delicious. They got caramel in them. Chocolate Star crunch. Rice. Star crunch. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you, Nathan? That's fucking delicious. Oh my god, zingers all the way. But you know, since we're on the uh, since we're on the subject of snack cakes, if if Jason to me, Jason eight is is a is a Twinkie. Uh, Nine and X are a Twinkie, but the center filling is fucking expired mayonnaise and semen. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I I'm I'm like I'm like my mouth is like watering. I kind of want to vomit right now. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, I, I would, I, if I had to pick between the three, which one am I going to watch? Well, it's going to be a toss up between eight and nine. I'm not going to probably ever watch Jason X ever again in my life. I just have absolutely no use for that. As most of our listeners will probably know, we obviously don't really care to talk about that because we don't ever, we don't ever. So I don't have really much to say about that particular film. But I, I mean, I can watch Party. I can watch it, but it's just like, I'd rather not. If I were to have like people over or if we were all hanging out or whatever, having drinks and somebody's like, hey, put a Friday movie in. I would say, yeah, don't put that one in, you know. I'll always say part six. That'll always be my go-to Friday the 13th. Like part six or part four. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't be know, mad if they threw eight on. Well, of course you wouldn't. I wouldn't be pissed either. I'd just be like, God damn it! I just, I'd be, I'd be ready to take it in again, man. Like, <laughs> not, yeah. not enjoying it the same way. Like I said, though, not enjoying it in in any way in the same way that I enjoy uh, six or four or even five. It's a different, it's different. The way I feel, I, I don't know how to explain it. The way I feel about, the the way that I like this movie is different than the way I like three, four, five, and six. Yeah, I mean, I just, like I said, it's just not really my thing, so I don't really, I just look at it as like this fucking sucks a bag of dicks, pretty much. I mean, there's, there's a few good things about it, but like I said, the rest of it just doesn't make up for it. And I'm, I don't really like, uh, I mean, I, I say this, but when you start stepping outside of Camp Crystal Lake, it kind of starts to fail. And you see that with part eight, you see it with nine, you see it with X. Now, I get that they all have, that they're, they're fans. I get that. And I respect that. And with Adam Marcus's film, that's a different type of concept. And I watch that movie objectively, like I do Halloween three. And that it's a whole different side of the franchise, but you go like Freddy versus Jason. It's a crossover movie. I have to view that one differently because to get both icons in there, you gotta, you gotta kind of finagle the situation a little bit. And yeah, there has to be some, some lead way there for that concept. Exactly. But with this one, since it's the first time that they stepped outside of camp for the most part, I mean, we were there in the beginning, but then not after that, but it's just the shit just doesn't work. I mean, it's just it literally is just ridiculous right from the shoot, right out of the gate. And it just it doesn't ever uh, it doesn't ever correct itself, at least if, if it did like halfway through and you're like, oh, OK, they figured out what they were doing. I can deal with this, but it doesn't. It just gets it just gets kind of worse and worse and worse. Hey, I mean, that's fair enough. Uh, it's subjective. Uh, and this would be a pretty boring podcast if you loved it and I loved it. At least there's we got both sides of the spectrum here. But I'm the same way with Freddy Versus. I mean, I can talk shit about that movie all day long, but I'll still watch it and I like it. Yeah, see, I, I won't hardly give it that much uh, respect. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, and I can understand that, <clears throat> and I have I have no problem. I mean, you should uh, you should check out the book slash the Titans by uh, Dustin McNeil. He was on a back episode and by the book and, and very informative on the back scripts and things that may or may not have, you know, there were possibilities with Freddie versus Jason before we got what we got with, uh, you know, with uh, fucko Ronnie, you. Yeah. So, the fuck that guy so hard. Fucking, pretty much. Fuck the, you know, and, and 
as far as Freddy versus Jason, like it's not even the execution that, that I had a problem with. It wasn't the casting. Like I kind of have an issue with platform shoes and how, you know, Jason's running into sweatpants that mama June from, from honey boo boo would wear going to the flea market. It's, it's not any of that. It's my biggest issue with Freddy versus Jason is how cartoony they make it. Like it's just so like Looney Tunes ish, which is a, a, a running theme in, in Ronnie U movies. Fucking I hate Ronnie U so much. I hate Ronnie U so much. Hashtag fuck Ronnie U. Yeah, fuck Ronnie U. Fuck him so much. Yeah, at that we, we need to start some hashtags up. We got uh what up Afghanistan? What up Iraq? What up Iraq? <laughs> yeah. Fuck Ronnie U. Fuck you, Ronnie U. Um yeah, we need to start doing that, actually. Kane's Dick Riders. Kane's Dick Riders. <laughs> Definitely looking forward to... <clears throat> I'm actually looking forward to when one finally decides to step up to the plate because I'm going to tell you right now, we've got some Kane, comment, uh, Kane content on its way. So it just so happens that we've kind of been talking about him a bunch lately, and then, of course, we have the 30th anniversary for Part 8, which he was obviously in. Um, but we've got some more content coming up. And like I said, uh, it's all in good fun. So also today, I actually did send a message to Timothy Burr Merkovich, who actually played young Jason in part eight. And I have not received a response yet, but I invited him to be on the show. And hopefully he responds and he'll join us in the near future. So I'm actually going to reach out to a few other alum from part eight since we do have the anniversary. Um and obviously try to feature them and see what their thoughts are 30 years later. And obviously the years, well, it's more than half over now, but hopefully before the year's out, uh, we can feature a few of them. So be on the lookout possibly for that. He's actually the son of, of one of the crew members, right? Yeah. His dad was an editor and that's how he ended up getting the spot. He was like 10 years old or whatever. And he's a, from, from what I can tell, he's actually an editor also. Like that's the main. If you look on his IMDb, that's mainly what he does. Not oh, okay. Many acting, acting chops in there, but he actually does film editing too. So, I, I reached out to him. If he responds, cool. If he doesn't, then at least we tried. But like I said, I'm going to reach out to a few other people from Part Eight and see if they want to join us to uh, reflect on the 30 year anniversary. So, final thoughts on the anniversary. You know, it's just I don't know. The the movie is is poorly executed. It's it's got horrible special effects. It's it's riddled with flaws. Um, it's just there's so much wrong with this movie. I don't know how they made it so fucking good, Nathan. I don't know how they made it so good. I love this movie so much. Well, that's the thing. They didn't make it good, but since you think so, I mean, it is what it is. I'm so glad this this movie exists. Uh, it's it's uh. It's it's up there for me. I, I love it. I um final thoughts for me. I like the movie posters, but that's about it. That's that's about it. Yeah. Uh, it def- another thing. Um, who who see? I think Rennie is the hottest Survivor girl out of the entire franchise. Who do you got? Oh my god, are you fucking serious? No, I'm dead serious. I bet you're gonna say. Uh, if I had to guess. Hold on, let me, I know I know you really well, Nathan. We've been friends a long time. Um, knowing you, I'm gonna say I think Lar Park, Lar Park Lincoln. No, 
No, not even. She's not even um, in the in the ballpark. No, wait. You no. like brunettes? Adrian King. Nope. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Maybe okay, we'll, fair maybe enough, we'll have fair to discuss enough. that later. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you were you were over two there. You're about to strike out, buddy. I'll tell you what. Throw one more pitch, and we'll see if you strike out. Uh I don't know. I, I don't know. We're gonna. You, you say we're gonna cover this? We can. I mean, I can add to the list. I I, I had all my I had all my uh, my chips in the Lar Park Lincoln category. No. Nope. So. Nope. You're on strike two. You might as well throw the final pitch before we get into an episode if we're gonna do one. What is the uh, what is the uh, the girl's name uh, that, that's alongside Jason Ritter in Freddy versus Jason? Uh, Monica Kina. Monica Kina, yeah, yeah. She she's in the ballpark. Yeah, she'd be in the ballpark. Uh, I'm not saying she's the tops, but she'd be she'd be on the radar. But uh yeah, maybe that's a good idea to chat about another time. Okay. There's definitely there's definitely some possibilities in there. Okay. Look forward to it. Yeah, that could be that could be a good list there. But yeah, I um like I said, I like a few things about the movie. There's a couple cool scenes, but other than that, this movie just doesn't really do it for me for obvious reasons. So I like the posters though. I will say that. And not to say, you know, I wouldn't have like a figure or a mask. I'll, I'll probably get another part eight mask at some point. I mean, uh, you know, obviously I have Kane sign it and put it with the collection of my others. But other than that, I, I I'm not going to own a ton of collectibles from the movie. So I can appreciate those that do. I understand when people like ridiculous stuff and over, you know, kind of over the top stuff or whatever, but uh, this one just doesn't work for me, but I can see why I can see why you dig it. I will say that. Yeah, it just uh, it's just a good time, man. I just enjoy it. It's fun. Well, um, with that being said, we will uh, definitely make some announcements if any of the alumni do decide to holler back and they want to join us. So be on the lookout for possible um, upcoming episodes. But that wraps up another episode of Camp Blood Radio. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. Also check us out on Facebook at Camp Blood Podcast and leave us a review. We would definitely appreciate that. And check out our back episodes. You can find those on our website at campbloodpodcast.com. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a line. Until next time. 